0: Go,
1: Chris (laughs) Goodbye, my friend, it's hard to die
0: when all the birds are singing in the sky and all the flowers are everywhere. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I am on the line with Alan. Hello! There he is. That's Alan. That's the noise Alan makes. Yes. And um, and this is the podcast, Love the Graps. It's a wrestling podcast. Just so that you're not confused. Just so that you haven't like tuned in. Expecting to hear a podcast about... I don't know. What are other podcasts about? True Crime.
1: Yeah. Grapes. Uh, Love the Grapes.
0: Love the Grapes, yeah. Or yeah, uh, one. you weren't. You didn't get those American guys who were doing the We Love the Graps podcast.
1: Look, we met one of those guys. He was nice.
0: I wasn't slagging him off. I was just saying you might have been expecting that podcast.
1: Yeah. Although we are a wrestling podcast, um,
0: yeah.
1: but not in the top 152 UK wrestling podcasts
0: well i was thinking about this so uh, alan discovered that there was some sort of uh chart which i assume is is based somehow off of uh, itunes
1: yeah that's the apple chart and the, the yeah. reason i discovered it is because schadenfreude mm. or more specifically the dirty wolf was crowing about their number two position in said chart
0: yeah um I don't know whether we are classified as a wrestling podcast on there. Ah, right. Because I think wrestling was a um, genre that they introduced after I registered with uh, right, right. with the podcast, the Apple podcast
1: thing. Yeah. Um, and I haven't gone back in and altered it. Yeah, because it, it did seem a bit weird. that Because when I checked, there were, there were only 151. And that's quite an arbitrary number. mm um for us not to make the top one hundred and fifty one. Yeah. Um but I mean it's a good thing that you haven't classified us as a wrestling podcast because it just gives the others a chance.
0: Yeah, actually, you know. I mean, I think that we're probably the the worst wrestling podcast, but probably the best podcast. Right. So, yeah. Um, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And also if 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 Being classified as a wrestling podcast and achieving a high chart position means I'm going to be compared to the Schadenfreude podcast. I'll gladly not participate, thank you very much. I don't want to have anything to do with that stuff. Oh, (laughs) oh, those stupid boys being stupid boys and like all of the uh, sycophants like, oh... If I like their stuff, maybe I'll get to be friends with them. Maybe they'll let me be friends with them. Maybe I'll get to kiss Chris Brooks.
1: Overrated, mate.
0: I'm not interested. Not interested. You are, really. Also, basically, they're all injured anyway. (laughs)
1: They're not all injured. Half of them. Half of them. Half of them are injured. Yeah. I don't know. is, Is Kevin Kelly still in the gang?
0: no because no i'm not having that i'm not having
1: that
0: no <laughs> no no they they can try and claim whoever they want but we know it's those who probably live in a bed sit in the west midlands together so yeah. I imagine they're all just living in one bed sit
1: well they're not at the moment because one's in tokyo and one's stuck in australia imagine being stuck in australia
0: oh god too many spiders
1: i know in Brisbane as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. I, found, I found out that they've had to cut back on the filming schedule of Neighbours during the pandemic. Do you yeah. know, it,
1: it's got weird, right? Because what they've done is they had to shut down the filming for a lot of these soaps. Mm. And to make it stretch until they can like start up again, they've um, rationed the episodes per week. Yeah. So I was in the room yesterday when the missus had Hollyoaks on oh yeah and Hollyoaks were doing a an easter story
0: right okay yeah it's it's
1: been nearly three weeks since easter it's
0: like we've um we've ended up with a weird time shift
1: yeah um Um, and still still no coronavirus
0: some somebody suggested this for wrestling the other day but i think maybe what they should do is just take a bunch of old footage and re-edit it re-edit it to make new storylines yeah. If somebody said, like, with wrestling, you could just take a bunch of old matches and put new commentary on the, on them to try and tell a different story. I'd like that. That'd be quite funny, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: Also, the missus was watching EastEnders the other day. She likes her soaps. She, lo- she watches three different soaps. Hollyoaks, EastEnders, Neighbours. Right. Uh, she's watching EastEnders, and before EastEnders came on, there was an announcement to say this episode was filmed before the current social distancing restrictions. <laughs> it's like so there's somebody watching that picking it up and going phil phil mitchell's breaking restrictions phil, yeah. phil mitchell's he's not observing social distancing when phil went right up to that guy and
0: breathed right in his face i know as an act of terrorism
1: well i mean it is at the best of times let alone in these uh these new dark times that we live in
0: i mean that's that's one of the weird things now isn't it it's like everything that we watch has become a period piece because yeah. we can't relate I can't relate anymore. I can't. Relate everything, to... everything can't from the to... before times. Yeah, I can't relate to the Avengers because they're all standing so close to each other. I can't. I can't relate to Pride and Prejudice because I saw that one man take that woman's hand in his. Like, I just, I, you know, it's from a foreign, foreign land, a galaxy far, far away.
1: So, have you, have you seen that picture during the rounds of? Uh that there's some doctors and nurses walking down a hospital corridor and there's super superheroes either side kind of bowing before them right As if to say like these are the real superheroes yeah and it's like it's bullshit on so many levels because iron man's there right yeah tony stark would have cured the coronavirus by now
0: just totally i I mean he is a capitalist maybe but
1: also dr manhattan's there He's what, with got the his, powers of a god
0: with his dick out. Yeah. Wait a minute. Doctor Manhattan was in a hospital with his penis out.
1: Yep. Flapping about.
0: Wait a minute. I'm not 100% sure I understand what what this is that you were watching.
1: It's not. I, it's just a. It's just a still picture.
0: Oh, I assume this was like a little like video in a hospital where some people are dressed up as superheroes. Oh, no to, no. to give a round of applause to everyone. And that there was somebody who'd painted themselves blue with their dick out.
1: I mean, there should be.
0: Turn, we're turning into a
1: schadenfreude. Uh, oh.
0: Anyway, wrestling. Thing. Um... I mean just the last point on that. it's weird that people are calling everybody superheroes, isn't it? Yeah. Like they shouldn't it the these are this these people's jobs. They they shouldn't be thought they shouldn't be expected to put their life at risk. No. For everybody. No. They should have all of the support that they need to do their job safely, but unfortunately, um it's a little bit more complicated than that, isn't it?
1: well slightly slightly
0: yes let's let's do the wrestling thing
1: yeah so um we had episode 150 last week yeah um nice long episode lots of questions um we asked for questions and people sent them in and the very first person to send a question in Mm -hmm. um and I think we mentioned it on a podcast before that she'd sent one in um and then uh was Meg Hewitt and then I forgot to add it to the list of questions. Yeah, 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 Um, your fault. And felt really bad about it. So what I thought we'd do is consider this um, an appendix to episode 150. Yeah. um, Because we're going to answer Meg's question before we get on to anything else.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to give it 45 minutes. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: So um, Meg's question was, uh, does the placement of matches on a card matter? And she was particularly annoyed that the um, the, the women's title matches at WrestleMania uh, were so early in the cards on their respective days. Mm. Um, so, what do you reckon? Oh, <clears throat>
0: I mean, there are there are different answers to this. There are a few different things to sort of consider. Um, I think it does matter in terms of like it definitely does matter in different in a a bunch of different ways it matters um when it comes to women's wrestling it's particularly loaded isn't it like and we know that because it's been a constant like point of debate and ridicule in a lot of ways um both for wwe but more relevantly to a lot of the people who listen to this podcast or who frequent the facebook group um we're talking about progress wrestling um and yeah. their, their tendency to always place the women's match second on the card. Um, now, I think it matters more for women's wrestling when you are a company that is has still got a lot of work to do to establish your women's divisions. Yeah. Or, or, you know, a lot of scrutiny upon you. So WWE obviously have done loads to establish their women's division over the past few years um you know, the a women's match headlined WrestleMania last year. Um, but they will never not be under the microscope for the for their women's division. I mean I I've got my own sort of criticisms of it having watched a tiny little bit of their product recently. Hmm. Um, does does it does it completely matter? No, so long as like they're placing enough importance on it. WrestleMania is a bit of a weird one because being first doesn't necessarily mean you're like the match that is thought least of. No. Um, that's why the that's why the position of second on the card I think is the one that that holds a lot
1: of um, gets a lot of scorn. Yeah, uh, I think th- there's there's two things at play here. There's th- whether you're looking at cards in a traditional manner or whether you're looking at what has become the kind of the new normal. Um, and I don't mean staying in your house and going out wearing a mask, because that's the new normal now. Mm-hmm. Um, but traditionally, a card was built. And so you would start with the lowest stature wrestlers on the card, um, and then gradually build to your to your heavyweight title, um, which would be the the main event. Um, And the idea was that as the card went on, it got gradually more important and which which still do.
0: And that mirrors the way sporting events, similar style sporting events are presented. Yeah. So like a Um, card will be presented like that. Um, You know, fight combat sports would tend to be uh, presented in that way.
1: Yeah. And also um, kind of comedy and um, gigs, Um, music gigs. So, you know, you'll have the, the lesser stature acts go on first, building up, especially at festivals, um, to your to your main event as your headliners at the festival. Um, but somewhere around there, uh, in in the the recent history of wrestling, um it changed. So wrestling became less um less concerned with building a card, although there are still some people do. As I say in Japan it's still something that's done in Mexico. Um, largely, it's still something it's done. And there are still some places in the US um, that do it. Um, but now you have things like your hot opener and your first half main event um, and it, your your dead spot before the main event, um, which some people try and claim is a double main event, but it's not really. Everyone knows it's the dead spot before the actual main event. Um, and so... If you're talking traditionally, then yes um placement does matter very much, and you know a women's title match, for instance should be if it's if it's your women's title um it should only really be below your your men's title and your maybe your tag team titles um so if I'm thinking about progress um the women- a women's title match should never be lower than kind of the the third last match if that makes. Um, sense um, if it's a, an ordinary women's match then y- you have to look at the the participants and where they fall in the stature but that's if you do it in a traditional way but now things have gone kind of right out the window well um, you, you can have that hot opener it doesn't matter if it's a women's hot opener it doesn't matter if your only women's matches on first as long as you put it there as the hot hope the hot opener do you know what I mean
0: Yeah, I think I I think at this point, probably for the majority of the shows that we're seeing really, um the card is put together or should be put together in the way that will be the most entertaining for the event. Um because we're not watching a sporting event. We're not watching something where we know that the first thing we see is gonna be the least important and the last thing will be the most important. Um I, I would say as you know, from a position of some experience of putting together cards, um I would always intend for whatever goes last to be the thing that is perceived to be the most important. Generally that should be a title match or the, the champion. Um I think there are times when you can make an exception. Yeah. Um But everything under that, I think you position in whatever makes the most sense for the card. For instance, there there were a few things. Obviously, we present our shows, like even just like looking at other companies, like our shows are presented in a different way. Like this is good wrestling, um, are presented in a different way to say Fight Club Pro, yeah, or um, or, I don't know, Ref Pro. yeah, Rev Pro, yeah. So, you know, I will, I will try and put something that is going to get the audience's attention first, but also after the interval as well, because you need to bring everybody back into the room and get them interested again. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I laugh a little bit at the first half main event as a, as a moniker, um and it's one that i've never particularly enjoyed i i know adam has used it a couple of times when announcing um which i'm not a huge fan of no it's Um, nonsense but again it's you're basically what you're doing is going this is going to be well without announcing it say you've just put a match on you don't announce it as a first half main event i think it's a it's advisable to put something in that position that when somebody walks away for interval, they've got something to be talking about Yeah. Um. so they're not just like, so that they want to come back and see more, so they're not going, oh god, that first half was a drag, wasn't it like, y- y- you want to be presenting s- something strong I mean, you want to be presenting stuff strong throughout, the, throughout yeah. the show but I think that this is why I think the the important sort of places on the card generally are those that start a segment and finish a segment like the section and that's why I think something being second on the card gets a bit maligned because Yeah.
1: And I think it's it's also it's you know it's not so much the placement on the card it's what um what importance that match is given and you can do that in lots of different ways but I would say that constantly putting matches on kind of second or third of of a certain type, whether it be women's matches, tag team matches, um, you know, whatever, um, shows that you're not really giving them any importance because you're always putting them in the same slot. Do you know what I mean? They're they're all oh, right. What's on second? All oh, right, we do the women's match second, don't we? And it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you put it on second. So it, it's more about how. What what emphasis and, and how, how much you value the match And how you can get that across No matter where it is on the card Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, yeah definitely um, But I guess to go back to the original sort of um, Question was, you know Does the women's championship matches Being on first or third on WrestleMania Make them any less important don't think so not not if they're presented in a way that they feel important um and i don't think like whilst i do think card placement is important for how a show works i don't think it's necessarily a indicator of how the company feels about those matches no um pretty, pretty much everybody in wwe has been on the first match of a card at some point
1: yeah I mean, they did last last year at WrestleMania, um, Brock seemed to throw some kind of uh, hissy fit and demand to be first, didn't he? Um, because I guess he wasn't going on last. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's Brock Lesnar for you. you know? yeah. Show me a woman with the uh, terrifying aura of Brock Lesnar, and I'll show you someone who can demand where they are on the card. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They've got to have a big head as well, haven't they?
1: Yeah, yeah, giant head. Funny, funny about that. About um, kind of uh, WWE champions having big heads because that was something that was said in this week's Dark Side of the Ring uh, by Doctor D, David Schultz, about Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that segue? Yeah, very good. Yeah, I've ruined it now by calling attention to it yeah
0: no i mean i think the best thing about a segway is when you point out that you've just done a segway
1: yeah well, i've just done a segway i've I've just done a segway like the bloke who invented the segway who eventually died going off a cliff on a segway yeah so did he did that happen to he did
0: happen didn't yeah it? yeah yeah So yeah. doing a segway is now actually an act of hubris isn't it just yeah rolling around in your own success and then dying i've never been on a segway
1: you ever been on a segway
0: no i feel like i would fall over yeah i know um, like they're designed like the whole point is that they 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 balance for you but i just i don't trust it
1: yeah i might get one of those uh one of those weird scooters that are, that are quite popular now would you yeah just to go shop on
0: what about like the little hoverboard things that were popular a couple of years ago
1: i, d- I wouldn't trust those at all no, they just look like a recipe for disaster what i really want is a golf cart or failing that yeah, holiday golf. camp
0: bike yeah did i ever t- tell you i mean it's it's not even really my story to tell but a friend told me about the time he was at a dinner party yeah um or having dinner with friends um and the subject of those like they're like those hoverboard things but it's like one wheel right yeah in the middle and you've got little feet either side of it yeah and he was like oh god i see somebody on those one of those every day on my way to work and at it is the most obnoxious thing i've ever seen i think you look like a complete tool riding on one of those i like it's a joke anybody who rides on one of those is one of the worst people on the planet so then they uh continue with their meal um gets to the end of the evening and then one of the guys goes oh Getting a bit late i better get off okay. <laughs> to the hallway picks up his uh picks up his one wheeled hoverboard. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i'll see you all later then guys and then rides off into the sunset leaving my friend absolutely mortified but he owned it i think he just was like yeah well there
1: you go <laughs> i i was walking through nottingham once with jake chris and i saw a guy up ahead who had one of those you know you know that where you used to have like the uh the wallet on a chain thing
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah. he had that and i was like look at that guy He's still got a wallet on <laughs> a chain on his wallet and as i said that my my gaze dropped and i noticed that jake chris had had it uh, as well yeah i was just like oh, uh, you, you can't get out of that can you it's just
0: well unless you, know. you make it you just gotta go like you you idiot you
1: yeah. just got you just yeah. gotta follow through on it um, uh, or you just go on the run, so that a bounty hunter has to come and get you. Yeah, like Doctor D, David <laughs> Schultz, in Dark Side of the Ring. Very good. Yeah, very good. So, Dark I've Side of the Ring. Segway, like the guy who rode his segway. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it not a segway? I'm going to seg into that. Does yeah. anyone ever say seg? Um,
0: Nazis, but they up with something else. Uh,
1: um <laughs> so yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. We we started off That's another segue, them actually. this year. You are? That was another segue. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit, yeah. Yeah. Um Dark Side of the Ring, we started off with the, the two-part Benoit um misery fest. Mm-hmm. Um and then we we got um New Jack, which it was wasn't similar, so miserable. <laughs> only had attempted murder in it instead of actual murder. Um, then we got Brawl for All. Yeah. Uh, then there was the Jimmy Snooker one. Um, did you watch that one? I haven't watched either of those last two. No, I didn't watch the Jimmy Snooker one because, like, I mean, what can you say without implicating Vince McMahon in a murder, or at least in covering up a murder?
0: Well, and that's it. While he's
1: still alive.
0: It's all. There's all. It's all far too contentious, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, when he's dead. You can say what you like about him. You can't libel the dead. No. Um, so I look forward to that. In fact, if he dies in the next couple of weeks, we might get the whole of season three of Dark Side of the Ring <laughs> just on Vince McMahon. Yeah, true. Uh, we, you know, there's so many episodes they could do. And then they did Dino Bravo. I watched the Dino Bravo one. It was quite fun, um, considering it was about a man's murder at the hands of organised crime. Um, no. But it was nice to see kind of like Dino Bravo's pre-WWF uh, career. Um, which was, you know, stuff I'd not really seen a lot of, um, and also his daughter's quite hot as well. Um, I mean, it's sad that she was left without a father, but she grew up quite hot apparently. Um, and then this week's was about Doctor D, David Schultz. Um, now I think we joked about Brawl for All being quite a slight subject for a Dark Side of the Ring. They might have topped it with this one. Yeah. So this one
0: ostensibly is is around the investigative journalist um john stossel um and his tv show it's an american tv show we we didn't get it broadcast over here as far as I know. we had cook. roger cook <laughs> 60 minutes do you know what i reckon roger cook could have held his own
1: he'd, he'd have taken a slap
0: yeah i reckon if he'd have taken a slap he would have given one back i mean roger cook had guns pulled on him yeah Roger Cook's not going to, like, crawl off up the bloody hallway. So, (laughs) John Stossel takes it on himself to do an expose on professional wrestling.
1: Yeah, because it's not fair, Chris, that a third of 60 Minutes viewers said that they thought wrestling was real. Yeah. They thought that that big Native American fella, uh, complete with headdress, fighting an Iranian, um, was, was real.
0: Yeah, they thought that the Ultimate Warrior really was the ultimate warrior.
1: Yeah, the final one.
0: Yeah, I mean, this was pre-Ultimate Warrior. It was. Um, yeah, so we, <laughs> John Stossel sets out to expose professional wrestling. And in order to do so, he looks to recruit professional wrestlers to his cause. Um, he, uh, he managed to get one guy on his side
1: yeah eddie mansfield in in many ways, the proto David star <laughs> um, because Eddie Mansfield agreed to expose the business, but he did it because he said that the boys weren't getting fair payoffs from the promoters, yeah and he he'd been blackballed from the business because he refused to give some of his wage back to the promoter, which was a bit confusing. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. surely it came from the promoter in the first place. Well, I was wondering about
0: that. Like, is he saying, like, where is he saying that 20% needed to go? Like, back to, like, maybe it was back to the person who trained him or something. I don't, get, I don't know.
1: yet, yeah. But I, it, it wasn't clear. No. But,
0: but basically, yeah, he, he tried to paint himself as some sort of Robin Hood figure. But, like, I don't know. don't know whether I completely bought it.
1: No. I, I mean, know. I quite like the Continental Lover character that he had. Yeah. I bought, I bought that.
0: Well the problem with all these characters is that they're all like really southern yeah. and like like when you have got like all these southern guys trying to play like international playboys or whatever you're like nah I can't looking back on it I'm not sure I'm convinced.
1: No. <laughs> um so yeah Eddie Mansfield agreed to expose the business for John Stossel. Yeah. Um and he thought that he he showed John Stossel a few moves um and and do you know what he made john stossel look great
0: in, yeah yeah, yeah. The, john stossel i think probably could have had a career in the early 2000s brit rest scene
1: yeah um he showed him out of blade horribly yeah it's yeah like, just, when, when sl-
0: I, just sat there just slices up his head
1: yeah just, like a five inch cut in the middle of his forehead yeah um and then tries to get a tiny bit about how the boys are, are not paid well um, but that not not a lot of his uh, his workers' rights spiel made it into the final program. Oh, yeah. um, and then John Stossel just decided that he needed he needed something else, um, and so he he decided to go to a, a live WWF event at Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. um, and uh, sort of interview a few of the wrestlers. And he interviewed uh, Shaky Baby, the Iron Shake. Yeah, um, I don't know what he got out of that. No,
0: no, I'd have liked to have seen that,
1: yeah. And then uh, Vince McMahon said to uh, one of the WWS top heels at the time, uh, Dr. D David Schultz, what does the D stand for? David, <laughs> Dr. David David Schultz, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it stands for, I suppose it could stand for anything you want, like, well, like the T in Tipton,
0: it it'd probably have to be like something really outlandish or something like kind of a bit embarrassing maybe it's like Deirdre, or something like that right yeah and that's Dr. why oh, I, I like to go by my middle name actually um David so yeah
1: um so he Vince McMahon asked uh Dr Dr D David Schultz to speak to John Stossel um and more or less told him to kind of like I mean did he tell him to to whack him pretty much I reckon but yeah. anyway, yeah, John Stossel said, I, I need to ask you the question. And David Schultz like, the question? So it was like, oh, here it's coming. And I uh, asked him if, he, if wrestling's fake, at which point he got a smack around the ear.
0: Yeah, he got a slap.
1: Um, and then uh, he got back up and got another slap. Yeah. Um, because uh, David Schultz said that his dad had told him, that if if you knock someone down and they get back up, you have to knock them down again. Probably not the advice to 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 give about a, a ninety pound weakling TV reporter on camera. No. Um, yeah, and then John Stossel kind of kind of went off, and that was the beginning of the end for for Doctor D David Schultz, and, and that was essentially what what this whole episode was about: the fact that David Schultz slapped John Stossel uh, twice.
0: Yeah, it was weird because, like, it was kind of... It, the episode kind of began about, like, this expose of wrestling. And then, like, that was, like, the first 15 minutes. And then the rest of it was about how David Schultz thought, like, oh, I should have stuck around I would have been a bigger star if they'd have just, like, backed me up. But they didn't. Oh, no, and I went to Japan and they made me do it again. <laughs> <laughs> which Which obviously... Like, you go to Japan, they're going to make you do that. Yeah. Like, that's like, that's just the way it is. If he'd have gone to Mexico, it would have been the same thing. It have been slapping reporters every single day if he'd have gone to Mexico.
1: Yeah. So the timelines were all over the place in this because it like I. Full cards on the table here. I love Dr. D, David Schultz, um, not as a human being, because mm. I've no doubt he's a terrible human being. Um, but as a heel in wrestling, um, one of my first kind of big fandoms in wrestling was part of a group called Real in Memphis, um, and we we used to love watching uh, 1980s Memphis. And Doctor David Schultz had two uh, specific runs in in Memphis, um, very memorable, and he 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 was he he could have been one of the the top heels in the the kind of the nationwide expanding WWF. So I can I can get that. Um, but yeah, the timeline was all over the place So this um, incident uh, Occurred in December Of 1984 um, And then the show aired In February 1985 And then there was a further incident With um, Mr T um, Which perhaps We'll talk a little bit about in a minute um, In April 1985 And then David Shultz was fired in April 1985 mm-hmm. And then he went to Japan And then he he Did the the recreation of the uh the the event in japan yeah um and uh so it's a little bit all over the place but yeah he he basically um he was in a lot of trouble uh from uh the john stossel and his lawyer uh but he managed to get himself out of that and uh vince mcmahon wasn't too happy that he refused to take the blame for it
0: yeah i mean i i felt like I felt like it was all very quaint yeah like you know we're in 2020 now um we're so far away from anybody really thinking that wrestling was real um and in fact you know i think for a lot of people part of the enjoyment the understanding that it's not real yeah Um, so for somebody to like I mean, I'm sure that there are wrestlers still around today who get annoyed if people call it fake, because well, because there's you know physically it's a physically demanding job, yeah.
1: Um, and this the thing on 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 uh, the Twitter machine today, I've seen a few wrestlers, um, wrestlers we would call friends, um, saying that you know David Schultz did nothing wrong. Um, and that's not so much that they still want to live in a world where wrestling is real um, although I'm sure some of them would um, and they, they'd love that but it, it's a lack of respect that part of the, the, the understanding that wrestling isn't real is not going up to wrestlers and saying it's not real and David Schultz didn't abide by that and that's why he deserved to get the smack Mm. you know it was rude
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah it was rude and you know like i've I've seen different people have different sort of takes on it but the idea that like this man is essentially going out there trying to sort of take money away from these people like there's no other like real i mean I'm sure that isn't his intention, but there's no other sort of end game to it other than no. less people wanting to watch wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not hurting anybody that it's fake, is it? Like, they're not... It's not like they're going... It's not like anybody is paying any more because they think it's fake. They think it's real. Like, there isn't, like, a fake bookmakers at the at the arena no. that people are betting on and then they're screwing them out of that money. Like... Well- well, I, I do them. wonder
1: if John Stossel, he went down Broadway next and, and went into Cats.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that's a, you know, that's a false equivalency. But, like, <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, it seems
0: to be like just trying to remo- remove any joy from people's lives, isn't it? Yeah. Um, which, you know, I guess when you're doing that sort of gotcha journalism, like you are trying to find an angle where you're, you're upsetting the apple cart every single week um and it's weird so, because like he you know from what i understand he's a journalist that's been around for years has been doing this years and years and years this is this is probably a drop in the water for him he doesn't probably does not really care much beyond you know what happened at the time and the yeah. effect it had um but because of the way wrestling is um it becomes a big sort of part of wrestling history
1: well um, he's he's turned into a massive dick he's a libertarian now
0: well yeah um, but
1: so fuck like, that guy
0: well, that's americans isn't it yes. I like you, i'm sure like i'm sure dr d david schultz um might actually you know be worse than that <laughs> i mean you sent me a a promo video um earlier today with where you were saying it was brilliant this is brilliant What? Should, <laughs> And I watched it, and it was um, it was Randy Savage, but also da- David Schultz. It was mainly David Schultz um, wearing a t shirt with a swastika on. Uh, <laughs> Not
1: just so, a t shirt with a swastika, yeah. a Doctor D t shirt yeah, yeah, with yeah. a swastika. It's official
0: merchandise.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, a t shirt with a swastika on. He said that Jerry Lawler had AIDS, and he said <laughs> that he was going to have sex with um, Bruce Brody's wife in front of him. Um, so you know
1: if that's your hero alan i don't know (laughs) now like the the weird thing about that is that that clip when when do you reckon that clip was from um
0: 1983
1: no it was it was two, two months after he got fired from the wwf
0: okay all right so it's mid of
1: 1985 Right. So he's already been fired for controversy. So I think there's probably something in that. But um, Dr. David Schultz is one of those people who you're genuinely frightened of him because he he could do anything, and yeah. I think like that's why he's he's such a good heel. And also the uh, the the whole thing about the uh, the the swastika and the Nazi and, and perhaps even Dr. David Schultz the person. Being kind of like a, a, a right-wing nightmare um, is that at that time um, the, the baddies hadn't won um, we know from recent years that the baddies have won um, and so a, a right-wing nightmare of a heel isn't funny anymore yeah um, but back then uh, good old boy Jerry Lawler was uh, around to, to vanquish yeah, um, yeah the evil evil Nazi um, AIDS rumor starting in uh, Cuckolding uh David Schultz yeah um so I mean he, he he did actually as a point of information um he he had already um cupped Bruiser Brody uh, and promised to do it to both Lawler's wife and girlfriend yeah
0: if this was 2016 he would have had a avatar on 4chan of Pepe the frog wouldn't he like yeah. he would have been the worst the worst of the worst of the alt-right and i get it i get it it's a um you know it's a character of its time um i'm, I'm not you know I'm, I'm 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 not so sensitive that i don't understand that but still it's still a little bit jarring to watch in in 2020
1: yeah. but then david schultz uh he did get fired from wwf probably more to do with the fact that he had a row with mr t who was their golden goose at the time Yeah, because um, it was around WrestleMania um, and then just kind of drifted out of the business and became a bounty hunter, um, which, again, equally fascinating because he seems to have been Dog the Bounty Hunter years before Dog the Bounty Hunter.
0: No, the thing is, I just think all bounty hunters are like that. I think they're all just like that. Yeah. It's, it's not It's not even remarkable that they are like Southern American with guns and yeah. long hair that's so just um, what
1: they're all like i i thought it was quite interesting as well in in the show that uh, eddie mansfield said that as a result of um taking part in that show he got death threats um, yeah. and had to leave tennessee um which he, he got escorted by the fbi and so he went to new york where they have no wrestling yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It and was very weird.
0: I think the implication there is that um everybody's just a little bit smarter in New York. Yeah. Um they don't they know it's not real. When when John Stossel did his survey and found that a third of the wrestling audience thought that it was real, what he meant is that the southern third <laughs> it was real
1: Do you know what though? Like I loved this episode because it was right up my street. It wasn't particularly about a tragedy. Uh, there was plenty of Southern wrestling in it. Cornette was great in it because it's Cornette the historian, which is, you know, that's his strength when he's talking about how, how wrestling used to be, not how wrestling should be now. Um, mm. And I just thought it was it was a blast. And next week's looks like it'll be just as good.
0: I, I thought this week was en- it was entertaining because it just was like res- wrestling done. Look at all the dumb shit. Like, <laughs> look at this idiot who thinks he's a superhero, a hero to all of the wrestlers because he's exposing that what they do is bullshit. And then look <laughs> at this guy who also thinks he's a hero because he hit a journalist in their face. Like, you're all morons. All of you in just different ways. Um, so, yeah. Um,
1: what is yeah. next week then? So next week is Herb Abrams' UWF. Um, okay. Okay. So Herb Abrams was this uh, guy who decided that he wanted to uh, have his own wrestling promotion um, and just proceeded to piss away money um, in the the most hilarious way. And famously uh, on a a radio show um, shouted, let's hear it for the Jews. Wow. Yeah. Um, But, that there are still people around, uh, with stories to tell. I, I would imagine Foley is going to appear on this, uh, because Foley was part of the the show that um, Herb Abrams tried to put on, um, and it's just a legendary story of failure. I mean, I think it ended quite sadly. Herb Abrams did die, um, due probably due to massive amounts of cocaine. Um, again, you can't libel the dead, but I think I might be right on that. So that should be fun, and then it, it ends with uh the the road warriors um which one of them died but it will be a good ride getting there and then uh Owen Hart, which i don't think i'm gonna watch yeah, yeah yeah i think that'll be a tough one yeah um so i have been watching some wrestling as well as programs about wrestling okay uh, I, I watched uh, the first two episodes of chikara's action arcade um, which has been their kind of like not weekly but regular show they've been doing on saturday mornings um lots of fun you can yeah. watch it on uh, internet wrestling tv um it's on there chikara is always fun isn't it
0: yeah 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 i haven't seen any of that though yeah um yeah res- wrestling has not been i don't know i will watch something if prompted but it's not been a go-to to me and then this uh in this troubled time yeah
1: I've been watching Being the Elite and uh, Being the Elite at its 200th episode oh, yeah, no. uh, l- last week. And uh, in that, they had a, a match between Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, um, which took place in Nick Jackson's backyard. Um, and that was a lot of fun. It was very kind of very cinematic wrestling. You know, that's the term that people are using now um, in the it was edited um and there were kind of multi-camera um shots of, of of events that um if you if you saw where the camera was at one point the the next shot the camera couldn't have been in that place you know what i mean like that kind of editing uh and there was this wonderful moment where uh matt jackson gave nick jackson a canadian destroyer Off a diving board into a swimming pool And Mm. I Do you remember when we were watching that tournament of death And they did the uh, The trampoline of barbed wire Yeah. And my reaction to that Was kind of a (laughs) Um, I I did the same Watching this Um, And then not only that but uh, Matt Jackson Then had Nick Jackson floating On top of the pool with his arm Draped over him and said come on ref And the ref jumped in and, and tried to count the three On the top of the water which um, i quite
0: like yeah, I, I think I, I remember seeing something similar to that in ddt as well yeah, so, yeah. No, it, was, it was it was
1: it was very good so I, i've been enjoying that and then uh, as always i've been watching aw and i've got to say chris i'm getting to quite like this shows in a darkened room with with half a dozen people in the crowd yeah 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 i think it's the new normal the new normal yeah it's gonna seem weird now to see shows with a crowd
0: yeah maybe maybe you're right maybe you're right maybe we shouldn't bother but um no. yeah i watched some of the aew i watched most of uh this week's episode um because you again prompted me to do so yeah um and uh yes it's all right it's all right like there's it's not like i'm no i don't feel like i'm having my intelligence insulted. So that's good, and at no point does it feel like, you know, there's loads of wasted potential. Um, apart from Kenny Omega, who we've talked <laughs> about previously. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, what what was your what your
1: highlights then this week? Well, I, yeah, generally what they've been doing over the past few weeks that I've really liked is. They've had some matches, and and some matches mean something, um, particularly their tournament matches um, for their the TNT Cup. Well, it's the TNT title, isn't it? Um, it should be the TNT Cup. More cups in wrestling. That's what they should be. Um, but also, there's just a lot of um, some are absolute squash matches. Others are they're, they're competitive matches, but one-sided. Um, and I've been enjoying those. Uh, QT Marshall's students from his wrestling school are getting no end of exposure and do you know what most of them are doing really well with it um one of them anna jay um who was on uh, a few weeks ago um she's actually been signed off the back of uh, appearing on this for AEW, and quite rightly because she was very good um so i'm enjoying that I'm also enjoying the way they've filled the time between those matches, and they've done that in in a couple of different ways. They've done some personality profiles, so they're they're doing one about Scorpio Sky at the moment, um, which is really good. Um, kind of building him up, um, because I think because Scorpio Sky, uh, it was like one half of the tag champs were Frankie Kazarian, and Christopher Daniels was kind of like the spare wheel uh, for SCU. But I think that going forward, they're probably looking at SCU being Frankie and Chris and Scorpio Sky being like the singles.
0: Guy. Yeah, I mean, like those two are the, the established yeah. tag team, or
1: like at least elsewhere, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, and, and then they, they've also been doing some kind of more humorous stuff. So, um, Britt Baker, uh, as she had a little segment this week about being a role model. Um, which I liked a lot. She's very good at that. Um, and she also popped up in the uh, Cody Rhodes-Derby Allen match to hit Cody Rhodes with her shoe, um, right. which I, I quite liked. Um, and they've uh, instituted the Bubbly Bunch, which is the inner circle um, having a kind of uh, FaceTime conversation uh, between themselves. And they've been very funny. Last week, they did what they called the Flim Flam Challenge, uh, where they tried to, to have a dance-off. Um, that Sammy Guevara won. Um, and then this week, uh, they, instead of uh, just fighting through dance, they decided to actually fight and have what Chris Jericho called a Manitoba melee. Yes. Uh, which was just, it was brilliant. Well, it was essentially
0: one of those, um, one of the, sort. I, I can't remember what that's called. Don't like, rush. Yeah. One of these don't rush challenges where it's, but I saw one a little while ago, which was like, stunt stunt men right stunt men and women um which was essentially what they'd done here which was basically i'm gonna punch the camera and then the next person is get gets hit by that punch yeah um, so
1: we had the members of the inner circle so you had uh the proud and powerful um who are always going to be eyfbo to me do you know what i mean you had um uh, jake hager you had sammy guevara oh um, I'd,
0: I'd like to point out that jake hager was the only one who didn't know how to film his segment in landscape (laughs) his bits were in portrait whilst the rest of them were in landscape Mate, jake hager's whole
1: life is in landscape is in portrait
0: he just i mean he obviously he didn't film that bit because he was in it yeah whoever filmed it doesn't understand send your
1: complaints to jake hager's wife
0: i will mrs hager sammy hager
1: Um, and then it went to uh, Peter Avalon, the librarian. Uh, he got involved. Jungle Boy got involved. And um, then Duff McKagan, the bass player from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. He was in there. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. With a taser. Uh, yeah. Corey, Corey Taylor. Taylor <laughs> and and Slipknot. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. And, yep. and, and They're my favourite, uh, Vicky Guerrero. Oh, well, she finished it off, didn't she? She was great absolutely great um and i just thought it's it's a nothing it's a throwaway it's the kind of thing that you find on being the elite but yeah. it works really well and the, the i mean the only unfortunate thing and, and well is it unfortunate i don't know because i think they can all pull it off is it's going to massively babyface the inner circle i don't
0: know jericho's been playing this character in one form or another for a long time so when, when they need to turn it on, they'll turn it on. And they've still got Jake Hager there, who's, who's very much not a goofball. Like, I, I think I, I'm not too worried about that. I, I think, you know, Jericho's still working hard on commentary to be the heel.
1: Oh, he's great. But, you
0: know, I don't he think... Is,
1: he's so good.
0: I think it would it would be a shame if the crowd started cheering them too much. But, like, you saw when, you know, it was a thing. I didn't actually see it. I remember somebody pointing out, though, when, when Jake Hager debuted and the crowd wanted to do, like, We the People, and Jericho shut that down straight away. Yeah. Um, you know, Jericho's perfectly capable of making sure that the crowd are not on their side.
1: Um, so, we'll see. Yeah. I, I liked his his uh, tangent this week when uh, Baron Black was on. And he just went off about a death metal festival in Slovakia. Oh, yeah. I quite like that. And then berated Tony Schiavone for, for his lack of knowledge about death metal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's what that's what we tune in for. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm still really enjoying AEW. Next week, they're back live, which, I'm not, I mean, there are lots of people who are uncomfortable about this. Because, obviously, with... The current situation, as it's called in uh, WWE, because they they will not say the coronavirus or COVID nineteen. There, um, people shouldn't be getting together, but people are gonna be. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but I shall I shall tune in and watch. And um, it it may be the closest we get to to some kind of normality, because I can't see things returning to absolute normal. Um, at least not in this country maybe even not this year i don't know
0: no i mean i don't know what they mean by live though because they could do the show that they're doing
1: live yeah i think that's it's not going to be an audience oh no, right
0: okay um, so i don't i don't see that there's a huge amount of difference to what they're already doing right
1: no it's all to do with contracts with the tv companies apparently yeah and you know a certain amount of live programming which is just just it's absolute bullshit
0: no but i just mean like if you're concerned about them going live then you should be just as concerned about them producing any tv yeah i don't see that there's a whole i mean i guess the only thing you could say is that like if they film an episode across a whole day you don't need to have all the same all the people in the same place. No, um, but still, like I, I can't imagine that's really how they work in it because you see them all in the crowd. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: It's yeah, but it is what it is, isn't it? It is what it is. So I'm still writing for my zine. I uh, mm-hmm. finished issue three the other day. Very good. Uh, did a, a massively deep dive on Grunt to the Wrestling Movie. Um, which, well <laughs> I rewatched it as part of, of writing the article. It's so funny. I'd forgotten how funny it was. Some of the jokes are really good. Um so you know, I shall make you watch that next time we get together. Um along with another film that I found, Nothing to Do with Wrestling. Um it's set in the uh the near future when society is broken down a bit, um and uh neighborhoods are, are, are fought over by gangs and they fight using dance dance revolution right come on tell me you're salivating at that right
0: i don't know what to think yeah yeah I but yeah know. i'm
1: going to start working on uh issue four which i might dip into the best pure baby face in professional wrestling nick cage
0: okay okay i mean you, you you've got you've got your little knee you have that you can have <laughs> nick gauge yeah so um, what you got well, going on um i started doing a thing on instagram last night which i think i'm going to continue with um over the next few weeks uh, reading a scary story um i read a scary story at 10 p.m um on my instagram live so if anybody is interested in hearing me read a story i like reading out loud to people all right um i read i've i've over the years i've collected it's only a small collection but i like to when i'm when i go away when i'm out of town if i go and visit somewhere picking up a book of like stories about local legends or local stories and stuff like that Um, but last night we, we had a book of, um, Northamptonshire murders. Oh, Um, you
1: didn't do the, uh, the car on the hill, did you?
0: No, no. It was, um, it was a story about a man who shot his fiance twice in the head. Um, but it had lots of references to places in Northampton, which I think my core audience there on Instagram live, um, they lived in Semelong. Oh, Um, which is, is to be expected actually um yeah. so i've been doing that um that's kind of the main
1: thing well not not the main thing i just did it on a whim last night um should i talk to semilong i once I, I used to live quite near Semelong, mm. and occasionally me and my friend jude would go for a walk around Semelong. and one time we found a discarded monopoly set um not complete <laughs> but it had two Marlborough's in it right okay how weird gross okay. yeah. i would yeah. not pick that up oh we we just didn't care we'd pick anything up disgusting
0: boys yeah uh yeah yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else special i've been playing animal crossing new all right. right how's that i've been enjoying it i'm not 100 percent sure what it's for um how uh, much
1: are you turn it selling for
0: I sold a bunch of them for 150 bells today, right? Um, which seemed like a decent enough price. I just wanted, I didn't want to risk not being able to sell them
1: by the end of the week. So that that's as far as my knowledge goes. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, I know you
1: you have to sell turnips.
0: I've been to visit some friends' islands, and they've put in way more effort into making their islands look really good. Right. Um, I'm not really there yet. I haven't got all the things I want to be able to. Yeah. Make it, although I made a scary room in my house today So that was quite nice Okay. Lots of fire um, Which was weird um, So yeah I'm doing that a lot Watching yeah. um, I'm still doing some like comedy stuff On the internet um, Workshops and that I, uh,
1: I just finished a quick watch through Of the Kobe Smulders Detective series Stumptown Which I can recommend Uh, quite a lot that's that's very very good um and also uh, i've just been crafting uh cryptic clues to wrestlers yeah very Uh, good that's how i've been using my time oh
0: i will give a quick recommendation for something i've been watching um a show called dave um which is a sitcom about what channel is it on um i think it's on now tv um and it's a sitcom about a white jewish rapper um who's like a youtube sensation like com- like comedy rapper yeah but he wants to be taken seriously as a proper rapper and right like him trying to break into that um i really like it. it's one of my favorite show new shows i've watched recently
1: uh, i i <laughs> might dip into the world of quibi quibi yeah quick bites um I think that seems like a huge waste
0: of everybody's time. <laughs> and actually, it's weird because like there's a movie podcast that I listen to, um, and they've talked about it a little bit. Um, and they made the point that this has become the worst possible time for them to have launched that because well, it's, it's a designed for commuting, isn't it? Yeah, it's designed for you to be able to watch on your phone while you're commuting. For those yeah. of you who don't know, this quibby thing is like um, it's all supposed to be like short form all under 10, 10 minutes yeah all under 10 minutes all like little bits of entertainment so you'll have like 10 minute long game show or you'll have a movie that's been broken down into like 10 minute segments it's like designed to be consumed that way um but yeah like what a disaster what but if disaster. if
1: anyone is interested apparently three month free trial at the moment
0: yeah but also in that what, you, what youtube is for
1: I guess, but I mean, they've actually created um, content for this, haven't they? So there's like an Anna Kendrick show uh, called Dummy about uh, a girl who becomes friends with her no good boyfriend's sentient love doll. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Which sounds quite interesting. And Sam Raimi's got a, uh, a horror anthology on there, so you know, there's some stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, and yeah. Um, also Middle Ditch and Sw- Schwartz i would recommend watching that on netflix and that's um that's improv it's improv comedy like you know i've been doing a bit of that don't watch them all in one go though you've got to spread them out or else it's gonna you you just get overloaded yeah
1: and um for improv comedy i recommend a a lesser known show called whose line is it anyway
0: no it's not the same not the same but cool (laughs) And people have
1: switched off ages ago well
0: they they stick around for our rambling recommendations and thoughts about what we've been up to non-wrestling related oh it is miserable here it is chucking it down
1: we've got the sun here mate yeah
0: i've had not the
1: newspaper no one's buying that now
0: i've had the sun before not not got it right now yeah um so yeah We'll get together again. This isn't the last ever episode. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if it was one hundred and fifty-one.
1: As we know, that is that is a definite number of things.
0: Yes. So, um. Yeah. I hope everybody's enjoying something. Just just enjoy something. Just find something that you enjoy and enjoy the hell out of it. Um. Because you know, it's a tough time um also it's my birthday next week so if anybody wants my address to send me um goods and, and services <laughs> 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 uh send a plumber around to help me out uh that would be um you know just hit me up um but yeah thanks for listening alan have you got anything else you want to say
1: i have nothing else to say okay. that won't make me an outcast from society
0: <laughs> okay get on the internet get on facebook go on and answer Alan's cryptic quiz clues Um, tell us what you think about things Um, there's lots of fun stuff happening on that Facebook group it's a fun place to be sometimes Um, unless you're Joe Atherton and you basically go on there just to air
1: your grievances (laughs) Um, I mean that's that's cool too that's cool too Um, we can't all be happy about 14 years of gasoline Um, but until um, next time Just
0: go somewhere Find a dark corner Grab a duvet and hope for the best And go to bed We
1: had joy, we had fun We had seasons in the sun Up the hills that we clashed the seasons are all time
0: All our lives we had fun, we had seasons in the sun Of the world that we but just stopped on the beach